Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. Time for School, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. If I'd have heard Faith one more time on the radio. That was his debut album, huh? That was. Now, remember, it wasn't a debut for George Michael because he was part of Wham!, Remember, yeah, 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 he was yeah. asking you to wake him up before you went oh, when I did. Yes, but class is in. It's the Rock School Radio Show, Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are... I am Tammy Burns. Tammy, what is your favorite debut album? Why are you asking me this? Because, and you know exactly why I'm asking you this. We had friends over, and the guy looked at me and said, you're the rock school guy. What is the greatest debut album ever? And I said, that's an unanswerable question. Then how am I supposed to answer it? Well, because it it's just that kind of answer. How am I supposed to answer that? This is simply what you like, and then you give the answer off of that. Well, what am I going to give? I'm going to give a hard rock answer. I'm going to say something that, you know, Van Halen, Van Halen won. There you go. There's the great, and the the first thing that happens is somebody jumps in and goes, no, man, it's got to be earlier than that. It's got to be the doors, by the doors. Right. And then, you know, no, it's got to be the Beach Boys. Pet Uh, Sounds. uh, Well, Pet Sounds wasn't their debut album. That's right. That's right. No, their debut album was uh, Surf and Safari back from 1962. And you think to yourself, that's got to be it. That's got to be the greatest one. Got to be. Well, no, then there's the Beatles. Oh, yeah, 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 he's got to be the Beatles. It, it comes down to the concept of what you like. Because somebody is then going to say, well, no, it's a country album. Well, no, it's got to be Robert Johnson's album that was released way back on the Six Eye, you know, Columbia. It has to do with personal preference. Or it has to do with possibly changing a genre of music to something else. Maybe, maybe. maybe. But again, it's the concept of I shall make the you know, make the variables, and then I'm going to say what the greatest uh, debut album is ever. And these lists are made all the time. Rolling Stone has this list, and there's a list by NME and blah, 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 blah. So... While we were talking, this guy and I, I said, well, why don't we find some base level? Mm -hmm. Why don't we find some boom level? Good idea. And what we'll do is we'll say, here is how we rank these debut albums, and then we'll pick the best out of all of those. So we began to look online on the interweb at what were the highest selling debut albums. And what drove me insane is none, none of these lists that I went to agreed You'd look, at, you'd look at like the top five of this list on this website, and it was not the same as this list over here, and it was not the same as this list over here. So it was much like your argument with this guy, huh? Right. And I'm shaking my head going, this is, why? This is not hard. This is not anything that should be in dispute. You go to a certain place, you find the information, there it is, there's your answer. Or, and I think this is what happened, the website's liked a certain genre of music and went, 
okay, yeah. let's get rid of this one. Uh-huh. Let's get rid of this one over here. Let's get rid of this one over here. Well, I'm not going to do that. Oh. I am going to show you the top debut albums, and then we're going to have our little fight over whether sales really is the best, what have you, and then you can, you and the audience can go fight after that over whether sales is actually the best. You ready? I'm ready. 1994, Cracked Rear View, Beauty and the Blowfish. 16 million in sales. Wouldn't that make it the greatest? Uh, huh? could, could be. Could huh? be. Somebody's bigger. Huh? 1985, Whitney Houston, 17 million in sales. Whoa. Now, you go on and you see Whitney Houston fans. She's sold 50 million albums. No, she hasn't. Next time we get together, I'll tell you where I got these numbers. 2002, and the one we're going to play, Avril Lavigne, the album Let Go, 18 million copies. Now, why do I have to make things so complicated? I don't know. Here on Rock School. What do you do if you have a debut album that blows out 20-something million albums? You take a long vacation. A long vacation because Years. you have to write some unbelievable grouping of songs for I would for be your... afraid to come back. Right. What do you come back with? I don't know. I can't even imagine that the audience would do anything but start to tear you apart. Mm-hmm. This isn't your first album. If you do anything different than your first album, you know, because people say it all the time, you know, I want something different. And then you give them something different. No, you don't. This doesn't sound like you, your first album. You want the same thing again. That's right. I would I would like red sauce on my spaghetti. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Of course, we're using sales as our baseline. What do you think, Tammy, is the best debut album ever? I've been mm-hmm. thinking about this. Oh, yeah. Bat Out of Hell. Oh, Meatloaf. Yeah. Excellent. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you picked that one because I have a list of a few of them here that a lot of people are going to say, but they can't be on the list. Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell, 20.6 million in sales is not his debut album. Oh, my gosh. It is not. Well, it's it's on this little Motown subsidiary label called Rare Earth. Mm -hmm. It was called Stoney and Meatloaf. It was a collaboration between him and this female vocalist named Sean Murphy. Never heard of it. Right. That's the thing. Here, I'll I'll give you another one here. Carol King, Tapestry. Yeah. It has sold 20 million copies. Yes, it has. And you would think to yourself, there you go. That's got to be in like the top five, something like that. No, her first album was called Writer the year before. So it can't be on the list. Shania Twain. Yes. She sold enough albums to, I don't know, sprinkle cover the Alps. Yeah. Right. Mutt Lang pushed her to the top. Exactly. You got it. But the problem was she had an album before Mutt Lang called Shania Twain. Oh, Shania. Right. And it didn't do as well. In fact, it was that album that got her the get together with Mutt Lang. So where am I getting all of these numbers? You know, all these websites that weren't correct. I don't understand how they could be, you know, unequal to each other unless they looked at the music and went, eh, you know, I don't want that one on the list. Well, people wouldn't that. do that, would they? It's super simple to find this. You simply go to the RIAA. That's the Record Industry Association of America. They are the people that hand out the diamond the platinum and the gold record albums. They keep track of sales. Money. Now, what people are going to say was what they do is they track it at point of sale. What about all the trading and all that kind of stuff? Well, you can't, you can't do that. Right. You have to go with albums 
sold. It's a commodity. Right. That's what you have to deal with. So what I have here are the numbers from the RIAA. That's the only, in my mind, the only true listing of albums. There's no one on this list that we know, is there? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah? That's the problem. <gasps> they're, they're albums by people you kind of want to go, oh, really? You bought them? <laughs> After uh, Avril Lavigne, in 1999, Dido sold 20 million copies of her album, No Angel. That's right. And you know what she said? No. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. On Rock School. Dido from No Angel. Thank you very much. Love that song. Well, thank you very much, Eminem. That's that's true. Right. Well, I have to believe it sold. The Dido album sold a great deal because of the collaboration she did with Eminem. Yeah, I think I bought that song twice. Right. Now, while we were off air, you said to me that the big three have got to be somewhere on this list. The Beatles. Right. Their debut album was Please Please Me. Surf and Safari was the debut album for the Beach Boys. Right. And then Elvis Presley. Has to be. His debut album, Elvis Presley. That's the one with the green and the pink Elvis Presley uh-huh. on it. One of those three has to be somewhere in this, right? It, it should. None of them are. Hmm. Here's the thing. The RIAA lists gold and then platinum and then diamond. Diamond is 10 million in sales. All three of those debut albums are simply listed as multi-platinum, which means they're somewhere between over a million, probably two million to be multi, okay. and not quite 10 million. Now, how can it possibly be that Please Please Me is not, you know, diamond or what have yeah. you? I looked this up. Why isn't this, you know, this mm-hmm. way? And the one... I guess reaction, the one explanation that I found that sounded plausible was that at the time, remember, the Beatles were sort of a 45 band. People weren't buying albums at the time. Same with Elvis Presley. Mm -hmm. If you look at them, and again, I hate to say Wikipedia, but Wikipedia will show it to you very quickly. The 45s sold like crazy. Yeah. It was, it was, you know, earth shattering when a 45 sold a million copies and Elvis Presley did it the Beatles did it well people were buying 45s back then as much as they were albums and at the time listen to the dates on these the 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 ones that are on my list here 94 85 99 87 83 so just when you think you've got this entire list figured out with right. sales Mm-hmm. You throw in another caveat here. Right, because 45. in terms of sales, it was a different kind of sales. Well, why isn't it happening today? Streaming, downloading. Nobody's, oh, yeah. It's back to the, the 45 concern. Mm-hmm. Nobody is grabbing albums. They're grabbing song to song, or they're grabbing it on Spotify, or they're grabbing it on Pandora. Right. So the chance of these top, top, top selling albums being toppled is probably darn slim. You're looking at the list. Not going to happen, right? Yeah, you're looking at the list right here. After Dido, Hybrid Theory. Hybrid Theory. 
Lincoln Park. It is also listed at 20 million, but the RIAA lists it higher, so my assumption is inside of the million, it's got a little bit more. Wow. I don't exactly know how much more, but it does. Here's Lincoln Park on Rock School. It starts with one thing. I don't know why. It doesn't even matter how hard you try. Keep that in All right, coming into the first break here on Rock School, the next album in line on at least the ones that I found, mm-hmm. the ones that are, that are you know have support from the RIAA, the next one after Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park from 1987, George Michael, Faith. If I'd have heard Faith one more time that on was, the radio. That was his debut album, huh? That was. Now, remember, it wasn't a debut for George Michael because he was part of Wham!, Remember, yeah, 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 he was yeah. asking you to wake him up before you went, oh, went. Oh, and I did. Yes, but his debut album as a solo artist was Faith. So, I mean, does that one belong on the list? Sure, why not? Okay, well, there's your. that's where you get into those discussions. Hey, and you know what else? What's that? My roommate was in love with him. With George Michael? Oh, we both kind of were, but she was, I mean, she yeah. would have left everything to Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. neither of you had a shot. It didn't happen. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. (laughs) Rolling Stone's best debut album. This has nothing to do with sales. This is Rolling Stone. Again, I know Rolling Stone isn't the definitive voice, but, you know, and they may very well have just simply walked around the newsroom and asked the guy that changes the water and all of that, you know, hey, what do you think's the best debut album? Here they come. Number 15, Arcade Fire Funeral. Jay-Z, Reasonable Doubt. That's number 14. Number 13, The Pretenders. The Pretenders. Uh, number 12, The Clash. The Clash. Number 11, Naz, Illuminatic. Uh, number twelve. Uh, number 10, uh, Patti Smith, Horses. Number 9, The Band, Music from Big Pink. So far, I'm not against any of these. No. Number 8, The Strokes, Is This It? I'll be honest with you, I don't know that album very well. I just, I don't really know much. Number seven, Sex Pistols, Never Mind the Bullocks. Eh, mm, um, okay. Debut, debut. Um, um. Number six, NWA, Straight Outta Compton. Oh, that's such a good album. Number five, The Velvet Underground and Nico, The Velvet Underground. Um, um, debut, hang on to um, yourself. It doesn't um, mean you have to like um. it. Number four, Appetite for Destruction, Guns and Roses. Agree with oh, that. Oh, wow. Number three, Are You Experienced? The Jimi Hendrix Experience. Yeah. Number two, The Ramones. The Ramones. Okay. There's and some really one, big albums on, on here. Number one, what do you think? What do I. Number one? Uh, number one. By the way, the number one album that I picked, the one I thought was the biggest seller, what did you isn't think? even on that well, list. Tell me, what, what did you oh, think I can't. It, was? it hasn't come up on our list yet. We're okay. going to play something. It hasn't just come on up on our list yet. License to Ill, The Beastie Boys. That's now, number one? No, I like The Beastie Boys. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I like The Beastie Boys. I like them a lot. If I had to flip a coin between The Beastie Boys and The Ramones, The Ramones win. Really? That's, that, that's just my opinion. And again, that's what we started the show with. It's my opinion. There are people that would, you know, stop, drop, and roll for the Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. I get it. I, I, I like them. Ramones win. 
between the two of them? You a Beastie Boys or a Ramones fan? Oh, I, I think the Ramones. Are you? Yeah, you made me sick of the Beastie Boys because you used to listen to them constantly. <laughs> I know, sad, isn't it? W-Y-A-P, Clay, West Virginia. By all means, thanks for running the radio show. N-K-R-F-Y in Sandpoint, Idaho. Remember, it's the Christmas season, and wouldn't it be great to give yourself the gift of Joe Burns? Yes, it would. Go get my album. It's free. Go to rockandrollloser.com. Once again, rockandrollloser and give yourself the gift of Joe Burns. How much is it? Uh, it's free. Oh, It free. costs absolutely nothing. Download the album. Love it. Learn it. Give be it. it give it to a friend. Give it to a friend and get it. It's nothing. Rockandrollloser.com. Back in a minute on Rock School. <laughs> Coming out of the break, this is the album that showed up at the top of a lot of the lists that this guy who came over, we went and looked and tried to find what was the number one selling debut album. This album showed up at the top of the list of many of these websites I went to. The thing is, it's not the top-selling album. As a matter of fact, it's at 21.3 million. That's according to the RIAA. And there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven above it okay. that I have found, according to the RIAA's top-selling albums list. So I still you know, think to myself, why isn't it the number one? Because I remember distinctly at one of my radio stations, it was a record. Or I remember distinctly it was a record. Uh-huh. Hearing it for the first time and that slow 45-second build at the beginning with Axl Rose going, Oh, yeah? Until, bam, dun, 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 and it exploded. You know, it's I know what it is now. It's a hit. Oh, my God. It has to be. It was unbelievable. And you think to yourself, then, you know, they're not coming out with anything after that. That's it. That's the whole mm-hmm. album. It's all going to be filler. And then Paradise City. And then you know, your favorite song by them. It's it, Sweet Child of Mine. Insane. Yeah. Appetite really. for Destruction. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's oh, so good. It's, the it's best. It's soul cleansing. It's still good today. I know. But imagine or remember back the first time you heard it. I, I can. Soul cleansing. Absolutely. We got to do seven days and 70 seconds, but I got to tell you, we're going to play a song out of this mm-hmm. from the next album up. Guns N' Roses sold 21.3 million. The next album up sold 22 million. And it is the reason, I think, why so many of those lists online put Guns N' Roses first because the thought process of listing the next album you know, higher yeah. because it's not Guns N' Roses-ish. Oh my gosh, your face is contorted. Yeah, it's kind of weird looking. Ugh. Let's do seven days and 70 seconds. My name is Joe Burns. You are... I am Tammy Burns. These are the dates November 30th. Welcome to December, all the way through December 6th. You got Monday, Tammy. Go. November 30th, 1959, Billboard magazine reports the Paola scandal will substantially damage the careers of at least 25 DJs. Alan Freed is quoted as saying that his career has gone 
down the drain. Yeah, it did more than hurt DJs. It hurt the whole concept of radio. I should do a whole show just on payola. You should. And explain exactly what it is. December 1, 1975, Bette Midler celebrates her 30th birthday with an emergency appendectomy. December 2nd, 1970, Eric Burden launches a bumper sticker campaign aimed at fighting VD. For every donation to the L.A. Frequent Clinic, Burden sends out a bumper sticker that says, Curb the Clap? Curb the Clap. You made me read that? I did. December 3rd, 1965, Keith Richards steps on a microphone cable and is electrocuted and knocked unconscious during a Rolling Stones concert in Sacramento, California, which is amazing. You think about it because a microphone cable is using a, basically a battery. You know, it's a it's a battery, so it had to have picked up a signal from somebody else. And you think about what the Rolling Stones are using. There's enough juice to throw a Chevy about nine city blocks. Yeah, the dude's dead already. Well, I was gonna say. Did I get your joke? There's a reason he's not dead. He's dead already. I got it. Yay! Go ahead. December fourth, nineteen ninety-three. Fifty-two-year-old Frank Zappa died of pancreatic cancer at his Los Angeles home, surrounded by his wife and children. That's too bad. December five. 1964, Lauren Green becomes the second Canadian solo artist, Paul Anka's the first, in case you want to know, to have a number one hit on the Billboard singles chart, Ringo. Whoa. <laughs> December 6, 1969, Meredith Hunter dies of knife wounds at the hands of the Hells Angels at the Rolling Stones concert at the Altamont Raceway in California. And that wraps up seven days in 70 seconds. From 1983, Cindy Lauper. She's so unusual. 22 million in sales. Lou Albano. Remember him from professional yeah, wrestling? I oh, do. yeah. She bop right here on Rock School. got time for one more before the break and off microphone you mentioned a couple other albums you said may very well be the highest selling debut of all time can we clear something up first what oh you're gonna go back to lou albano aren't you yeah is he cindy lopper's dad no he's not cindy lopper's dad you're thinking of the video for girls just want to have fun yeah where she comes down the stairs and there's lou albano and some other lady Oh now, my I, you gosh. know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe that woman, it, while this song is playing, look it up on your iPad old device while the next song is playing. I think the woman in that video is, in fact, her mother, but Lou Albano is not her father. That I'm sure of, but I think the woman in the video is, in fact, her mother. Well, you know what? Some kid. Or some teenager told yeah. me that that was true, and I believe them. Of course you did. Right. You, uh, again, back to what I was talking about, you mentioned two other albums that you thought could very well be the highest-selling debut album. You uh-huh. said Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. Yes, I did. No, I'm sorry. It is her third studio album. However, it is her international debut. 
She had Alanis and Now is the Time from 1991 and 1992, respectively. You also said Nirvana's Nevermind. Uh-huh. No, number one, it only sold 11 million copies, according to the RIAA. However, it's their second album. Their first one was called Bleach. There you go. Cindy Lauper sold 22 million. The group Ace of Bass in 1993, remember that? All that she wants is remember? another baby. Do you want me to sing it? Oh, you, that's right. You were into them, weren't you? Oh, my goodness. The yes. album was called The Sign or Happy Nation. Depending on where you were on the earth, they released it under a couple titles. $22 million. And the one I thought, this is the one I thought was going to be the highest selling debut album of all time. Mm-hmm. Boston by... Boston. Boston. Also yep. 22 million. Sounds like this on Rock School. Thank you. Thank you. Be impressed. I'm impressed. Be very impressed. It's amazing the stuff you can remember. Oh, you know, please. Your, your birthday? I don't know. Where'd I park my car? I don't know. <laughs> but Cindy Lopper's mother is in the video for Girls Just Want to Have That's Fun. That's right. That's right. And Captain Lou Albano is not her real father. Now, what's what's the name of Cindy Lauper's mom? Katrine. Katrine Albano. Katrine. It is not Katrine Albano because Lou is not her father. He's not her father. See, some kid told me he was her father. <laughs> Did he also try to sell you like a watch? Where'd you get those shoes? A Rolex. <laughs> it's a beautiful watch. It's absolutely beautiful. Here are two other lists of supposedly the greatest debut albums. This is from Uncut.com, a really neato mosquito website. Number 10, The Stooges. The Stooges. That's where Iggy Pop sort of came to prominence for everybody. Okay. Roxy Music at number nine. Roxy Music. Joy Division at number eight. Unknown Pleasures. Led Zeppelin at number seven. I I kind of agree with that one. Number six, The Clash. The Clash. Number five, The Band. Music from Big Pink. Right. That's a great, great, great album. Number four, The Stone Roses. The Stone Roses. Number three, Jimi Hendrix, Are You Experienced? Number two, Television, Marquee Moon. And number one, The Velvet Underground and Nico, The Velvet Underground and Nico. Now, did you notice anything here? My guess is they like punk in this office. I did hear that. See, that's what happens. If this was an office of guys my age, you would get something straight out of the 70s. -hmm. And if it was somebody, you know, that were people like you, you and your friends, we would get stuff that was straight out of the 1980s synth pop. (laughs) That's what we'd get. Okay, ultimate classic rock. You'll never guess what's on this list. Number 10. A little classic rock. Right. Number 10, Boston. Uh Number nine, The Cars. Right. Obviously, both named the same. Uh, Number eight, The Rolling Stones, England's newest hit makers. Wow, that got hard to say. Number seven, Please Please Me. Number six, Black Sabbath. Number five, The Doors. Number four, Van Halen. Number three, Are You Experienced? Pardon me, Appetite for Destruction. Number two, Are You Experienced? Number one, Led Zeppelin. See, 
it's it, it's what do you like? And you know what? With yeah. what I like, I like that list better. Oh, you like the classic rock list better? I, I think some endorphins were uh, released really? when you read that list. Really? Yes. You mean if you put your list together, it wouldn't include new shoes? Maybe at the bottom. See, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Thanks for running the radio show. WXZY, Kane, Pennsylvania. And KPVL in Decorah, Iowa. Fantastic. Back in a minute on Rock School. Okay, last break here on Rock School, and if you look at the clock, you'll notice we're just a touch early. Mm-hmm. So what'll happen is I'll play two songs to wrap up the show. But here's the thing: you would think that I would have enough music left to play at least, you know, one break, play song, come back, do the last break. Right. Here's the thing: the one, two, three, four top-selling debut albums are not really rock school albums. Oh, so I'm going to really? play I'll play the top one. But here we go. Boston was the last one we played, right? 22 uh-huh. million. 24 million, Britney Spears, Britney Spears. So hit me baby one more Oops, time. I did it again. No, no, that was from her second album. Oh. Oh, that yeah. was in the the reddish pinkish thing where she made the box in front of her. Dude, Oops, you know you know some Britney. It it's well, yes. Uh, Backstreet Boys from 1997. Backstreet Boys, Backstreet's back. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty four million. No, thank you. You can't. No, I can play anything. It's just I I want people to not touch the dial before we get to the. How do you know they're not going to stand up and do that boy dance thing? <laughs> what i would do no 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 i think what you're thinking of is new kids on the block no where you where you grab your belt buckle and do that swing back and forth thing. you just did it i know i did i got rhythm i got music uh 1996 is the uh, number two selling debut spice by the spice girls oh and what are you playing from that i'm not because oh, really? it's number two i i don't want to be your lover if you want to be my lover. Oh, we can do a dance to that gotta, one, too. Got to get with my friends. Oh. Sit your body down and whinies all whinies around. Whinies all around. Oh, That's right. God, who wrote that lyric and then didn't you know, run into a brick wall? The number one selling debut album. And what's funny, I'm just going to tell you right up front. Let me take my, let me get a breath. Okay. Somebody is going to fight me on this. And mm-hmm. I'll just tell you what the fight is right out, right out front. Somebody's going to say this is not her debut album because she released something before it Mm, not so is this Cher no it's not Cher no it's not the number one selling debut album is Nora Jones come away with me 26 million albums according to the RIAA and that would you have would you have ever thought of that? Would that have ever no. jumped into your brain? No, that's not no. her debut album. Now the thing about it is, here's what somebody's going to say. Now, no, no, no. She had something earlier called, you know, I don't even know what it's called, first sessions. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing. When she was playing in New York City, she did a series of demos that 
she was attempting to get signed with. So she packaged the demos together. Okay. And somebody threw them into an EP and then sort of threw it together and and, and send it out. Yeah, that's not your first. That's not right. your debut album. Right. Right. That's what. So if somebody's going to say to me, that's not real good. Mm, no, 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 Joe. That's not her first. There, I just told it to you. And if you mm-hmm. consider those other ones, those other, you know, the 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 first sessions. If you consider that her first one, that means that the Spice Girls are number one, and I will not have that. I'm sorry. You're, you're not down with the Spice. I will not have that. Wow. I do not live in Spice World. I will not have that. So there you go. Nora Jones. Cool. I wish it was something so much more fantastic, but it is not 26 million. She is pretty fantastic. Oh, she is. I think she's wonderful. I really do. But it's not Guns N' Roses. It's not Boston. It's not Led Zeppelin. See, do your own list. List by Joe. Yeah, that would have been a, a much more interesting musical show, but it wouldn't be based in fact. Right. So we finish... Feel free to argue with me, argue with your friends, use this information. Believe me, it'll start a fantastic music discussion. And in reality, that's what you're supposed to be doing. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. Nora Jones finishes us. That's it. Class is dismissed. that I